Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading 1 Kings chapter 7 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. Review key takeaways and end our session with a prayer. Solomon builds his palace. It took Solomon 13 years, however, to complete the construction of his palace. He built the palace of the forest of Lebanon, a hundred cubits long, fifty wide and thirty high, with four rows of cedar columns supporting trimmed cedar beams. It was roofed with cedar above the beams that rested on the columns, forty-five beams, fifteen to a row. Its windows were placed high in sets of three, facing each other. All the doorways had rectangular frames. They were in the front part in sets of three, facing each other. He made a colonnade 50 cubits long and 30 wide. In front of it was a portico, and in front of that were pillars and an overhanging roof. He built the throne hall, the hall of justice, where he was to judge, and he covered it from cedar from floor to ceiling. And the palace in which he was to live, set farther back, was similar in design. Solomon also made a palace like this hall for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had married. All these structures from the outside to the great courtyard and from the foundation to eaves were made of blocks of high-grade stone cut to size and smooth on their inner and outer faces. The foundations were laid with large stones of good quality, some measuring 10 cubits and some 8. Above were high-graded stones cut to size and cedar beams. The great courtyard was surrounded by a wall of three courses of dressed stone and one course of trimmed cedar beams and was the inner courtyard of the temple of the Lord with its portico, the temple's furnishing. King Solomon sent to Tyre and brought Huron, whose mother was a widow for the tribe of Naphtali, and whose father was from Tyre, and a skilled craftsman in bronze. Huron was filled with wisdom, with understanding, and with knowledge to do all kinds of bronze work. He came to King Solomon and did all the work assigned to him. He cast two bronze pillars, each 18 cubits high and 12 cubits in circumference. He also made two capitals of cast bronze to set on the tops of the pillars. Each capital was five cubits high. A network of interwoven chains adorned the capitals on top of the pillars, seven for each capital. He made pomegranates in two rows encircling each network to decorate the capitals on top of the pillars. He did the same for each capital. The capitals on top of the pillars in the portico were in the shape of lilies, four cubits high. On the capitals of both pillars, above the bowl-shaped part next to the network, were the 200 pomegranates in rows all around. He erected the pillars at the portico of the temple. The pillar to the south he named Jackin, and the one to the north, Boaz. The capitals on top were in the shape of lilies, and so the work on the pillars were completed. He made the sea of cast metal circular in shape, measuring 10 cubits from rim to rim and 5 cubits high. It took a line of 30 cubits to measure around it. Below the rim, gourds encircled it, 10 a cubit. The gourds were cast in two rows in one piece with the sea. The sea stood on twelve bulls, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east. The sea rested on top of them, and their hindquarters were toward the center. It was a hand breadth in thickness, and its rim was like the rim of a cup, like a lily blossom. It held two thousand baths. He also made ten movable stands of bronze. Each was four cubits long, four wide, and three high. This is how the stands were made. They had side panels attached to uprights, and the panels between the uprights were lions, bulls, and cherubim, and on the upright as well. Above and below the lions and bulls were wreaths of hammered work. Each stand had four bronze wheels with bronze axles, 
and each had a basin resting on four soap ports, cats with wreaths on each side. On the inside of the stand, there was an opening that had a circular frame one cubit deep. This opening was round, and with its base work it measured a cubit and a half. Around its opening there was engraving. The panels of the stands were square, not round. The four wheels were under the panels, and the axles of the wheels were attached to the stand. The diameter of each wheel was a cubit and a half. The wheels were made like chariot wheels. The axles, rims, spokes, and hubs were all of cast metal. Each stand had four handles, one on each corner, projecting from the stand. At the top of the stand, there was a circular band half a cubit deep. The supports and panels were attached to the top of the stand. He engraved cherubim, lions, and palm trees on the surfaces of the support and on the panels in every available space, with wreaths all around. This is the way he made the ten stands. They were all cast in the same molds and were identical in size and shape. He then made ten bronze basins, each holding forty bath and measuring four cubits across, one basin to go on each of the ten stands. He placed five of the stands on the south side of the temple and five of the north. He placed the sea on the south side at the southeast corner of the temple. He also made the pots and shovels and sprinkling bowls. So Horam finished all the work he had undertaken for King Solomon in the temple of the Lord. The two pillars, the two bowl-shaped capital on top of the pillars. The two sets of network decorating the two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars. The 400 pomegranates for the two sets of network, two rows of pomegranate for each network decorating the bowl-shaped capital on top of the pillars. The 10 stands with their 10 basins, the sea and the 12 bowls under it. The pots, shovels, and sprinkling bowls. All these objects that Hermon made the king Solomon for the temple of the Lord were of varnished bronze. The king had them cast in clay molds in the plain of the Jordan, where Sukkoth and Sarethan. Solomon left all these things unweighed, because there were so many, the weight of the bronze was not determined. Solomon also made all the furnishing that were in the Lord's temple, the golden altar, the golden table on which was the bread of the presence, the lampstands of pure gold, five on the right and five on the left, in front of the inner sanctuary, the gold floor work and lamp and tongues, the pure gold basins, wick trimmers, sprinkling bowls, dishes, and censers, and the gold sockets for the door of the innermost room, the most holy place, and also for the doors of the main hall of the temple. When all the work King Solomon had done for the temple of the Lord was finished, he brought in the things his father David had dedicated, the silver and gold and the furnishing, and he placed them in the treasuries of the Lord's temple. This is the end of 1 King chapter 7. So we see here Solomon begins his construction of the palace, and what a palace it is. How amazing of a temple raised to praise our Father God. So let us pray. Father God, thank you for your amazing work. Thank you for allowing us to see the blessings you gave the people of Israel. The blessings available to us when we obey your word. Thank you for allowing us to understand how important it is to praise you and worship you in the right manner. Lord, we thank you for sending your Son to die on the cross in our place for our sins. Father, we thank you for being gracious to us and giving us salvation, a free gift that we could never earn. Father, we praise you and we pray that the Holy Spirit remain among us, always enlightening us towards you to the path that leads to you, Lord. We ask that you bless us in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.
This concludes today's reading and interpretation of 1 Kings chapter 7. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.